welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jessica. And welcome back to Adam's Rib, episode 81, The Art of Worship. As always, if this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. We hope you get something out of this episode. Um, There's two of us and many of you. So (laughs) you can subscribe to us in iTunes. We're in SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. We're technically on Periscope, but we never really Periscope that much. But we're, we're, we're working on it. There you go. And Brandon, our producer, is with us today to discuss the art B. of worship. Hey. What up, B? What up? I'm excited about this. I mean, worship, it's it's legit. It's real. That <laughs> song says, my worship is for real. It's for real. It's for real. Right? It's for real. It's That's so a real. good point. And I think a lot of people are, you know, like, you know, what's the exact way to worship? Do I clap my hands? Right. You know, do I stop my feet? It's just red, but it's more to it. Yeah, it's, but I'm gonna tell you, you know what's crazy? That was my hang up with worship mm-hmm. for a very long time. I would go to church and be very timid at church, especially when I joined uh, my current church. Like I would, you know, I would stand up because everybody else was standing up, and I would yeah. look kind of odd if I was to sit down. But I would stand up and do nothing because I'm like, <laughs> well, what do I do? And you would think growing up in church that would not be my question. Yeah, but it is my question. It was my question. And I would just be so scared to do anything because I'm like, well, how exactly am I supposed to worship? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I personally think that a lot of Christians today understand worship to just be the singing at church. And don't get me wrong, it is. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, you know, you walk into a Sunday morning service and then they refer to, like, you know, the congregational singing and the worship service as mm-hmm. worship. You know, oh, I really enjoy the worship. I I feel like it means you really enjoy the music. <laughs> Well, you yes. know, but it is worship. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Like it is. And I'm not saying that it's not. I think it's, that's just an incomplete statement because there's, you know, clear examples and evidence in the Bible of worship through songs and singing. Mm-hmm. But we have to be careful to not equate worship with, with singing and music. Exactly. Yeah. With just singing. Yeah. yeah, because I think I I feel like, see, for me, if I'm singing along with you, that doesn't necessarily mean that's my worship. Yeah. Um, and obviously we'll probably get to that point how worship is more individualized, but yeah. we'll get we'll get into that in a second. But sometimes I feel like people don't see the music, the hand clapping, the the the, the songs and all that. I see those more at more as instruments or tools mm. to help enter in the spirit I of like worship. That. Yeah. As opposed to that being your form of worship because I don't sing. I have the ability, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> so when I worship at home, does that mean I'm worshiping with a song and, and a piano? Absolutely yeah. not. Because yeah, that's yeah. not what I have. Right. You know what I mean? It's not my ministry. It's not my ministry. <laughs> it's not my thing. It's, it's, not my, my thing. it's mine, though. It's yeah. yours, yeah. B. Be huh? So, B, you, you know, since we kind of bringing up that point, though, why don't you chime in on that? Like, how do you feel like when people rely strictly on the music to be the worship? Well, you got... You kind of think about it like, think about it. For, okay, for prime example, you know how kids learn ABCs and all the other stuff through music. Mm-hmm. It's like a community. It's like a way of them. It's like a it's a way for us to excel in a better understanding in in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we go to church on a daily basis and when we see 
people, you know, dwell in the praise and worship, it's like it's a confirmation for them that I'm I am going to be better. I am going to get by. I, I have an understanding now. It's like music for some some way communicates in different forms that other words can't really explain. So right. when you see that, you know, utilized in worship, it's it's a big it's a big deal cuz like even biblically like all the you know every war, every battle, all of that stuff was started with worship, with praise, with music, with all of that. So it's like when when you're getting ready to start a battlefield, is there's a sound that is being uh uh being released. So uh it's like a command for the angels to do their part. Java, See come what I'm on saying? now. <laughs> yes. Come on, angels. See, all right. See, I'm all not, right. I, I, right. I, don't, I don't hear nobody tonight. Come on, huh? battle. Let's uh, go battle. We're not going to start this. Uh, okay. We're not going to start this. Uh, <laughs> okay, when I was researching about this episode, I was reading that the word worship means to ascribe worth or basically to credit someone's worth or something's worth. Mm-hmm. In the Hebrew and the Greek translation, it means um, the bowing or the kneeling down to God. And so really, in other words, it, it's to describe as an act of reverence mm-hmm. you know of of, mm-hmm. of deference of reverence of, of a humble type of submission mm-hmm. so just according to the scriptural definition of worship it's again it's just not about the singing it's about the reverence it's about having a biblical fear of god mm-hmm. and if you really want to get real basic worship is just all about when you humble yourself before the lord who is better which is your lord and savior mm. And mm-hmm. it's not always about, you know, how you feel. Because first of all, worship is about humbling yourself before God. So yeah. you have to consider the, the place of your feelings. And I think a lot of people today seem to equate their, that fired up, passionate feelings with genuine affection of God. You know, the louder the music, the higher the hands are raised, the more our hearts will be inclined to Jesus. <laughs> right. But that emotional, you know, super passionate ways to express yourself, it can be a sign of genuine affection. But people can passionately praise God with their mouths and still be far away from him. Mm-hmm. And Paul says um, in 1 Corinthians that you can have a great outward show, but without love, it's worthless. Mm. That's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. Hey, and see, I don't know if we was ready for this part yet, but I'm, okay. we're going to go in for it anyway. Because <laughs> that, it's saying stuff like that, though, that makes me, you know, that's, that's why I say that worship is more individualized. I think too many people are so often people get reliant or dependent on the instruments and the views and the voices and the pastor and the, and they don't realize that worship is about your your connection to God, your relationship mm-hmm. with him. Like my worship may not look like Lindsay's worship and mm-hmm. Lindsay's may not look like Brandon's, but at the end of the day, it's because of the love, the sincere, genuine um and humble love that we have for God. We're, that's when we can worship. Like I may bow you know what I mean? Yeah. Lindsay may raise her hands. And I think that we have to we have to be comfortable with what what we feel good, how we feel good or what makes us feel good when we worship. Like I don't necessarily bow every time. Right. Sometimes my worship is in the shower. Yeah. And I'm just crying out to God right <laughs> there, real. you know what I'm saying? Your worship like, is for real. It's for <laughs> real. Like, you know, but I like how you said the whole sincerity thing and about the humbleness of it because I think a lot of people just because they start getting dependent on these instruments and these tools and these other things surrounding us 
and we and I really think that people really have this not all people obviously but some people I think have this sincere thought that I can't worship without that Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. worship has nothing to yeah. do with the things surrounding you. It's it about has, your feelings. Yeah, yeah, it has everything to, to do, do with God. With yeah. God and giving Him the reverence that He deserves. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle. It's it's what you do mm-hmm. every day, or it should be what you do of every day, right. of every moment. In the Old Testament, it used to be you know where uh, all God's people they would have to go and worship in a specific location mm-hmm. at a certain tabernacle down yeah. all the way down to a certain temple. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, that was basically just the meeting place between God and yourself because you got to remember Jesus Christ wasn't born yet. Yeah. So they had to go to these places. You know, at the temple in the Old Testament, it says that God's people would have to offer, you know, sacrifices for forgiveness for their sins, peace offerings, acts of service, you know, all that lamb and goat jazz. So, <laughs> but, you know, when then in the New Testament, when Jesus was born, the lamb of God... That's when that shift took place between a place and a time to worship to every moment, everywhere worship. Mm-hmm. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Then in verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when I read this, you know, and when Paul wrote this, what he's saying is that. We are a living sacrifice to God, but by not being conformed to this world, but, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind, which you do through God's word. So then it just goes back to, you know, under that old covenant, God accepted the sacrifices of animals. But in the new covenant, because of God's ultimate once for all time sacrifice at the cross at Calvary, mm-hmm. those old ways are don't longer, no longer apply. And we can <laughs> offer ourselves as living sacrifice in a form of worship. You know, and asking Christ for repentance because we're saved by that faith. You know, and then when we as Christians, you know, gather in corporate worship, it's important and always will be. But I feel like the word just really broadens our understanding of worship now because it's not a matter of getting together on a Sunday and just giving money, listening to a sermon, singing songs, and then heading home for the rest of the week. No, every moment of every day is to be an act of worship of God because we don't have to just go to a temple now. Right. We can do this now because of the gift that God gave us through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask this. Because you said something that um, I think about four or five years ago I would have asked you about. So when you say that we are living sacrifice, that we are the living sacrifice, like explain to somebody that really doesn't understand that, like what does it mean Hmm. to be a living sacrifice? How do we sacrifice ourselves Mm -hmm. but still live? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I really think it's somebody out there that really wouldn't understand that. I I think that when, when when they talk about offering yourself as a living sacrifice, which means taking yourself out of your flesh, mm-hmm. putting your spirit into a place where God can reach and you don't have to worry about other things, pretty much put yourself in a position to be out of your habit habitation, mm-hmm. you know, offer yourself, uh, put yourself in a position to not dwell in the regular separate yourself from what you would normally do and have a moment for where to where God can create something in you at that very moment. Because I think it also deals with communication, you know, when it comes to worship, like God, you know, even in worship, God can reveal some things in you. He can reveal uh, signs and wonders and even miracles at that very moment. But are you putting yourself in a position to listen to what God is saying during your moment of worship? Because sometimes a lot of people 
will tend to try to offer themselves and do all the talking, but don't get, don't have a moment to listen to what God is really saying. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So I think, and I totally agree with Brandon. When I think of a living sacrifice, I think of kind of when I gave the examples of, you know, in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice animals. Okay, I sinned. Here's a goat. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I coveted, you know, whatever. Here's a lamb. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so something literally had to die for you to live. Mm-hmm. But now, because Jesus, the lamb of God, has died, we can live but still give him that sacrifice. Right. And that's through our worship. That's through the transforming of our minds mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and the renewing of our hearts, minds, and, you know, all of that. So I, I think that's what that means is offering yourself as a living sacrifice. I don't have to die because God already Jesus has already died for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is how I think about it. See, and I just look at it kind of like, really, it's a piggyback off of what both of y'all are saying. But it's like, if something, you just said, if something has to die. So I think for me, like, if in moments where I would rather spend my money on a new dress than pay my tithes. Well, I have to, my flesh has to die in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I can't get that dress because God, the only thing God requires of me is 10%. So... I can't be selfish mm-hmm. and keep that 10% because I want that dress so bad. I have to be obedient and give God what he requires of me. And so I think ultimately it's, there's still a death going on, but right. it's the flesh, flesh that dies. Yeah. It's, your, it's your fleshy desires, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. That's what goes, that's what dies. That's what gets put to bed because mm-hmm. you put God's requirements and his wants before your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're before your own selfish desires. And so, um, if if ever somebody was confused about what it means to be a living sacrifice, that's what it is. Because there's an opportunity every day to deny your flesh something that will give God the glory. Mm-hmm. Every day. If you pay more attention to your routine and the things that you do on a day-to-day basis, you will find an opportunity at some point, if not more than once in a day, where you have to deny you because the other option is to give God his glory and that's and that that's all forms of worship that's all form of worship like if i say all right god i'm not going to accept this date because i know this will lead to something totally inappropriate but god i trust you i trust you with with whatever plans you have in store for me with dating love marriage and all that so i'm not gonna go here because i know this will end up bad Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna stay at the crib and let you do your thing you know, I mean, as simple and as silly as that sounds, though, that's still me denying this. Yep. Because I might actually want that. Right. <laughs> I might actually want that dude over there. But I know it's not going to do any favors to us. For it's me, not of it's, God. It's not of the Lord. <laughs> it's not of the Lord. Okay, but it kind of goes back to what I was saying as far as communication. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah, how, exactly. Do you, how do we know for sure if that's not the one? Okay, God, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. It's me and you. You know, if uh-huh. if he or she is not the one for me, Lord God, this is the moment where you can tell me now. Yep. You know. Yep. So. Yeah. And that's communication is a huge point when it comes to worship, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize or realize either is that that is a tunnel and that is a way to communicate with God. God does speak through worship, and He speaks to you through your worship, and you speak to Him through your worship as well. Like it's. Is no, it's like praying. Like I know we said we we talked a lot about it in the past. Like mm-hmm. how prayer is a is like almost like the number one form of communication with God. But so is worship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So is praise. Like every time mm-hmm. you just utter the word, thank you, Jesus, thank you, God. Like that's communication. That's showing God gratitude for the things that He's doing in your life. Yeah. Um, it all it all comes down to un, in, under the same umbrella. You yes, know, it does. And yes, dealing it does. with relationship. 
Yeah, yeah, yep. And I think the stronger you get, the com- the more comfortable you get with worship, the stronger you get with your worship, the more consistent you are with your worship, the stronger and more, um, the stronger the relationship with God is. And I think that that's what, I think that's something we all need to strive for. I know that's something I have to strive for every day. That's something that every day I have to remind myself. If I miss these opportunities to, to give God his glory and to, and to worship him, like I'm taken away from my relationship with him too. And so if I want to, if I want a stronger relationship with God, I have to do what I have to do. I have to do my part. You know what I'm saying? And really yeah. commit to, cause I think you said it earlier. It's a it's a commitment. It's, mm-hmm. it's something you got to make a choice to do. Yeah. And you can't rely on the things around you to do it for you. And uh, there's a story in Luke when it talks about how Jesus invited the ten men to a worship service. Well, he basically just showed up <laughs> to where they were. It turned into a worship service. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it says that all ten of the men were suffering from leprosy, and then that all ten of them were healed. Y'all, y'all know that story in Luke. Mm-hmm. So. But then in the scripture, it also said that only one of those men had experienced true worship because 10 of the men had left, but only one of those guys had returned to experience, you know, deeper levels of being in the presence of Jesus. And it says in the scripture that he fell at his feet, you know, thanking him for what he had done and brought him back. And what brought him back was that gratitude. So he came to say, you know, thank you to my creator. Thank you, healer, you know, the giver of all gifts. And I bring this up to say and to show how worship will always begin by faith, and it can become a life-changing force in every area and every moment of your life because nothing is going to change your attitude, your relationships, nothing's going to change your response to circumstances, but like worship and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This man showed gratitude by responding to his healing and humility for all that he had received, for all that Christ had already done. And so I just want to that example out there. Yeah. You, you, you said something. You said something that was very uh key in there. Faith. Yep. You gotta believe. Like yeah. that's one of the main points of worship. In your worship, you 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 set up a foundation or an expectation to say, Yes, Lord, this is my request and I believe that it's already done because I know that I don't have to look over your shoulder to know that it's already done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to anybody that is listening, like when you're in worship you have to believe that whatever it is that you're putting in the hands of God is already done. That's that's the, that's the huge, that's a main part of worship. Like Mm -hmm. it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's great. Whether it's something on behalf of your kids, your job, your family, your marriage, your finances, whatever it is that you have to have faith and you have to believe like if that man would have never been, you know, wouldn't believe that he would have been healed he probably wouldn't have seen his healing you know you got to put that expectation in front of you you have to create the picture that it's already done so that way god can go ahead and just put it in the physical as well as the net as the supernatural Mm -hmm. you know and psalms i think david shows just a perfect example of tying in thanksgiving and worship because you know we as we know david he was facing death he was filled with pain and you know when his life I'm sure probably wasn't really going as he had planned. <laughs> and then he was feeling far, sorry for himself. It says that David's heart was still filled with thanksgiving and still filled with worship. You know, no wonder he was a worship leader. <laughs> right, you know right, what I'm saying? Uh, because right. he knew his relationship with God was not based on circumstance, but based on his goodness of God. Mm-hmm. So when Daniel, you know, even just moving on to Daniel, when Daniel learned that, uh, uh, you know, those men were plotting against him to kill him, uh, the scripture says that he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, 
just as he had done before. You know, and these fools, they want to kill Daniel. And I know as regular folk, we're not going to consider that as a time to be thankful. Right. <laughs> with circumstances, it didn't matter to Daniel because Thanksgiving and worship were part of his life. It just goes back to that lifestyle part. Yeah. And yet again, you know, no wonder he came out the lion's den like a G. <laughs> True G. And First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you and Jesus Christ. Mm. Man, mm-hmm. that was real. Anybody else, guys? Because we... we about time's up. <laughs> nah, I mean, honestly, this was like a really amazing episode. I, I really think that this is an episode that really could help somebody that is just uncertain. Like, mm-hmm. that's just not sure. Um, somebody that might have that question that you asked in the beginning, well, how do I do it? This is how. Whatever works for you, but just be consistent and just always just remember that worship is all about giving reverence to God just being thankful for mm-hmm. everything that he's done in your life Brandon just said it like and it's having that faith man like that's so real that I didn't I would I didn't even think about that and so I'm glad Lindsay brought that point up but that faith and worship they go right together man so yeah. mm-hmm. keep your faith strong your worship will remain strong too and don't be embarrassed by it either no. right. you know no. what I'm saying because a lot of people will look at you crazy and strange like dude why are you but they don't know your story mm-hmm. they don't know what god Even, brought you through they right. don't know what god's getting ready to take you either so if you got a crazy praise if your worship is crazy then be crazy with it it's okay <laughs> right. even it's if, all right it, even outside of the story like right nobody's responsible for your relationship with god but you but you mm-hmm. so you have to make yourself known to god that lord this is what i need that's right this is what i'm this is what i'm dealing with like i'm tired of going in circles all over again i'm tired of dealing with this over and over and over again Mm -hmm. nobody else is helping me nobody seems to have the answers but i know that you do so this is this is all i have left you know so give it a try you would you would never know how wonderful uh god is unless you try him so you gotta have faith you gotta believe you know i mean all the food that we tried, we never knew how good it was until we put it to the test. Right. You got to test it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's real right there. Yeah. This has been episode 81. New listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Frequent listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Um, catch us next week. Oh, we're collecting toys. Yes. Um, when does this come out? Yeah, we're collecting toys. <laughs> We're going to be donating them to the local children's hospital here. So please email us. Send us some brand new toys. That's what they want. Um, brand new toys. Not anything old or anything like that. So let us know. Um, be a blessing to children in need. So catch y'all next week. <laughs>